Hey Ryan, how are you doing tonight? Oh, Christopher, I am. I'm fantastic. How are you? I'm, I'm doing well. I, I like those readers there. My cheaters. Cheaters. Yeah. Okay. I got them well, at the uh, the supply house for uh, my job for two dollars. Nice. Cool. And they work. Very nice. Have you? What what is going on? I, I just noticed on your right hand shoulder there. What is that a? car thing or what's going on yeah to, to you right there it looks that, like a tire really with a handle oh are we talking about rolling rights today is that is that yeah <laughs> you're listening to board again games season one episode seven where we talk about games where you write stuff we like this is my gaslands case oh the, you do put <laughs> okay we did talk about gaslands before but you, you put your cars in there that's awesome yeah, show it what off. Put, what do you put your Gaslands cars in? I need to build some Gasland cars. Cars. I enjoy Gaslands, but I need to build some. You, so. you, you know, they make carrying cases for Gaslands. Is that one made specifically for Gaslands? It is if you cut out all the pieces to carry your bits. <laughs> all right. Hot mess spilling. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. So, okay. Um, you have like your little tire piles. Yep. You know, and then um, you never bought real dice, so you still have the dice that you made like when the game was released two or three years ago. Yeah. Okay, so you you did play first edition, too. Okay. I was. Yeah. And then you know and you flip it over, and then you have to be extra careful because you bought your case at the thrift store, so it is kind of broke. Uh, and you got all your cars. Nice. Not all of them, but. All the ones, all the ones that fit. Why don't you? Um, so before we got going, you were showing me the the one with uh, the the wrecker that had like the harpoon and the nuclear powered engine. Oh, absolutely. So um, little little Gaslands advice. It's the apocalypse, so you really can't just like pick and choose what you get. You got to work with what you're given. Right. So I like to buy all of my cars at the thrift store. Uh huh. Um, or when I'm grocery shopping. <laughs> oh, and there, there goes the book. Okay. It's Gaslands. That's what we're talking about. Right. Um, so I made a giant mess, but this is, uh, I got, uh, five of these for, uh, like $2 at the thrift store and I added a custom scratch built wrecker. Yep. Um, and it's just uh, sprue, some jewelry, jewelry chain, and uh, aluminum foil. Uh huh. It looks like a wrecking ball. Uh huh. It has a uh, nuclear engine, which I just found. This is a, a 40k bit that I found in a bit box. Uh huh. And then it has a harpoon because this is a very, very slow vehicle. So you shoot him with the harpoon and then you uh, hit him with back the back. Yeah. You know? The well, my favorite thing about that record is the fact that it says Tonka. So, yeah. like, <laughs> that you're if you're in this world, like, it's not a Mac or a cat or something, you know, some other big heavy machine, you know, whatever the, the heavy machinery is that pulls up and harpoons you and then pulls you to it and hits you right before you get destroyed by that giant wrecking ball that is as big as the motorcycles in the game. <laughs> you get destroyed by something that says Tonka. Well, that's why I painted it yellow. Yeah, right. <laughs> they were they were green. You can kind of see it. Airbrushes, sure. man. 
airbrushes. Yeah, no, 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 I, no, I love it. Like th- th- there's that nice sense of irony that would, would be at work in the world if, if you were to get destroyed there. Like, I don't know. That's and what I always. Destroyed, and get destroyed you will by my, I think this, I think this is like a 50 point. No, it's, um, this is 46 cans vehicle. Yeah. And it has a support car that runs with it. I have a yellow buggy with a um, sat nav system or something, or this has a sat nav system. There's a there's a buggy that supports it and tries to pull off hazards. Because the problem with an experimental nuclear engine is in Gaslands you collect hazards. If you don't know how to play Gaslands, um, viewer, uh, look it up. We could get into it. I love it. It's probably my second most played game. Um, pre-pandemic, um, or first, I don't know, who keeps track? Um, I'm sure tons of people do. I have that app on my phone as well. I just stopped using it. If you get six uh, hazard tokens, your vehicle blows up. Um, yeah. And this thing picks up hazards really easily. So I have to do every... Uh, the, the two times I've ran it, I pretty much spent the whole game... Um, against my opponents playing against my opponents and playing against myself as i tried not to blow up my <laughs> 42 44 point um super heavy makes sense um so usually gaslands um bo- both of the store i worked at and i've seen it in several other stores gaslands ends up on the shelf the book ends up in the shelf by the uh rpg stuff and so forth um, do you think that that's a wrong place to put that book? What would you do with it in a, in a store? Mm, well, if I if I had a store, I would um I would work out something with a thrift store, and um, I would give it its own little section where I okay. would just sell bags of cars, and then um, also like I have some um, scale um, diamond plate somewhere, um, and and the problem is is scale diamond plate you get like two or three sheets for like 15 bucks and you could just more than you'll ever need for gas lands so if i I was a a retailer i would put it i would have a section for it because it's a pretty accessible game oh absolutely yeah get your get your templates from um one of the local laser cutter guys um this is from warped mind uh he's a local okay um, I, I picked up um i think mine were like 20 bucks yeah yeah like uh, but I, I mean i got mine through the store but they're, they're not bad at all like and the book is is cheaper yeah that, that, that's a good idea just make it its own section and add some thrift cars to get somebody started i like it yeah and then yeah 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 i mean my dream my dream retail space would have like a, a hobby space that isn't just for painting but nice i like that i i've, I've never seen a store uh and not that it doesn't i guess you know there's hundreds of stores out there but i've never seen a store that had a dedicated gas lens space um yeah i mean it wouldn't be a big amount of space you got like i, I don't know keep, like you keep four books and you know <laughs> right you don't need uh, yeah i mean you, you could yeah you could do a lot with a little bit yeah for yeah. sure now, on the other hand, the one thing that is taking up a bunch of space for a bunch of people right now um, is what I'm wearing. Uh, the Wave 1 stuff has been going out the last couple of weeks. This is a game I don't know very much about. Um, 
<laughs> do you <laughs> but i i like i like uh some of the ethos and i love the uh the painting that goes on there i've been following the painting on um facebook groups for a while now um and i also do follow uh, a subreddit uh, of people who do painting for it and that's BattleTech. um so you, you want to see some minis you should take them out of the box you want to see some yeah yeah i have um somewhere too i have a partially painted um BattleTech Cyclops that I was trying to do Sky Earth non-metallic metals on. If we want to get uh -huh. into nerdy painting, um, I mean, stuff. we're gonna just talk about whatever. So, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So uh, I have some. This one is the. I'm, I'm only gonna open one box right now here. This one is the Clan Heavy Striker. Clan Heavy Striker Star. So I'm gonna hold that up for those who are watching. It says. If you can stand against the withering fury of a full-on clan assault, a near-perfect blend of speed and brutality, pinpoint accuracy meets the crash of heavy metal as the warriors of Kerensky press relentlessly toward their objective. Uh, so this includes the gargoyle, the hellbing. I feel like that's a misprint, but hellbinger is what it says, not hellbringer. No, uh, only one R in there. Gargoyle, the hellbinger. Huh? The hellbinger. Still, it seems like that's. <laughs> No, I not. like Hellbinger. No, no, that's what it's called. It's a, it's a Hellbinger. It's like the Harbinger of Hell. Ah, uh, okay, sure. I don't think I, I think it's a misprint. No, no, I think you're right. Hellbinger. Uh, <laughs> either way, that's not. It's not. It, it doesn't read as well. There's going to be, you know, that's going to be like established lore. <laughs> Some guy's going to email us from like 1986. Yep. Uh, the Mad Dog, the Ice Ferret, and Viper. Uh, no assembly required. So that's, that's good for those that don't like doing sprues and everything else, along with five Mech Warrior Pilot cards and five Alpha Strike cards. Okay, so let's let's check this out. Let's, oh, that supports Alpha Strike too? Because I think those are like two separate games. Like Alpha Strike's like the beginner entry, and then the other version is like the more full, like okay. I'm going to fly and jump and land on you and kick you rules. Okay. Well, so I have a clan invasion box in here too. I don't. Oh, well, that's loud. Um, <laughs> that, that's terrible. Um, I don't know. <laughs> I am very, very ignorant about battle. Yeah, just read, read the rules that you got and play those. That's all that matters. Right. Yeah. I, yeah. I don't know. So, I mean, you're probably right. You're you're more knowledgeable. Ooh, I mean, these yes, are really our previous our previous podcasts have established that I'm more knowledgeable. What that? I mean, I'm always impressed with inside box. Art. Yeah, the, the, there's art inside the box. That's when companies actually go above and beyond and finish things thoughtfully. Like, look at that. That's that's fun. Hey, companies, um, you don't need to do that. I'll just slide it into the recycling anyway. I don't care. <laughs> but for the people that keep it forever, like. I'm not going to keep it. I will be recycling that eventually. But for now, because it's going with me down to Cincinnati when I move, for now, it's an, it, it is enjoyable to see that. Um, and I know that there are some people that keep it forever. Not me. I, I also recycle the box. Dude, you took it out of the box. It's no longer NIB, man. No. Nope. Oh, the, the value of that just crashed. Yeah. So we have um, – I have no idea what I'm looking at here. I guess there's like – a striker, a skirmisher, uh, a scout, uh, another striker, and a missile boat. 
So I'm gonna get the missile boat out, and we'll, we'll yeah, I want to see the missile boat. That sounds exciting. Yeah, let's take that out, look at it, and describe it for those that are just. Listening. Do you know that uh, Ral Partha slash Iron Winds miniatures in Cincinnati still sell um, old school BattleTech stuff on their webpage? Oh, really? Like vehicles and stuff. Is that um, is that the one that right over there on Glendale Milford Road? I think it's Glendale Milford. I kind of. Oh yeah, no, no, I've I've been to the store. Um, but is that is that the series of BattleTech that everybody got really mad at, and that there was the lawsuit and all that? No, no, that was uh, wasn't that Riffs? Maybe so. Again, uh, no, this is this is like 1980s metal casting. Oh, the, the first one. Okay. Yeah, Iron, there... Iron Wind Miniatures doesn't really have a store. They have um, a warehouse filled with um, casting uh, molds, and um, they don't. Yeah. They okay. they do they do uh, produce things for people to sell and ship from there. Okay, it's a pretty cool spot. Um, Mike No runs it, and um, yeah, I think I've mentioned that before. That Cincinnati is like home of some of the um, old school sculptors, like people who sculpt like OG uh, battle mech stuff, which might actually be in that Kickstarter. They might be reusing that. Okay. Yeah. It's like this dehumidifier only ever wants to stop running. Is that is that at your house that that beeping is going on? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I, I'll clean the de I'll dump the dehumidifier and then um. Okay, that, that's the first like, time. Literally, I've I've turned it off every episode since like the second one, and this time <laughs> I was like, ah, I cleaned it out. I dumped it out a little bit ago, and it just. <laughs> so the oh first God, time I've actually heard that. Rising. Awesome. Okay, so this is a. Uh, I'm gonna oh, yeah, look at that. Yeah, describe it to those who are just listening. This is a uh, Vulture Mad Dog Prime missile boat. And as somebody who doesn't know anything, this is what I see. I see these uh, on the left and right shoulders. Uh, I don't know what twenty on each side. One, two, three, four, spots. Three, twenty. There's there. Oh, maybe that is twenty. Two, four, six, eight. Yeah, probably twenty. I don't know. Around twenty, approximately, yeah. on each side. Forty missile pods all together. Yeah, on each side, and then it's got these two like long sniper-looking things instead of hands on the mech, and a, a nice long cockpit in between. Um, that looks like it maybe could seat two people. I don't know. Again, I'm Christopher is in for a world of surprise when he finds out that pretty much, I don't think many BattleTech mechs have hands. Well, I know that. <laughs> oh that was a description for the listeners i got you <laughs> okay but i i mean like like three of these do three out of the five on this really yeah they do oh. have some hands shows what i know yeah. i guess i only play the guys like the guy in your background yeah yeah he he doesn't have any hands uh so, yeah anyways i'm gonna get more into those later i better put these cards where i don't lose them um <laughs> this is, this is going to be quite the journey for me. Um, I, I think what's interesting about BattleTech is that uh, you could totally just enjoy painting the minis, which is all I've done so far, um, w without ever getting into the game. But you could also totally just play the video games and never play <laughs> the board game. And then there's people who just play the board game and they slowly paint their minis. Um, I mean, I like the roll and write aspect of it. Yeah. <laughs> re, re, roll. On, on that, oh, yeah, on that note, related. Um, you roll and then you write so, your wounds. 
those who aren't familiar with BattleTech, and here's the BattleTech record sheet. It has it, so that, that's kind of our theme for tonight is writing. So not necessarily roll and write, although um, <laughs> Ryan is talking about it in, in that sense. Uh, you have this giant sheet that has all these points on there that you show where the damage happens to the uh, the battle tech, uh, the battle mech. It's, it's so it's kind of silly. The battle tech mech. <laughs> the battle tech battle mech. Um, that nomenclature is kind of funny, but talking about the Hellbinger. <laughs> all right but the, the sheet with all these points here where you do different kinds of damage and then the whole sheet tells you how to do that and there's heat sinks and all that um so there's a lot of writing involved with playing the game um and that is what, what puts some people off from playing the game but then they brought a lot of people back in oh did you ever get to do i really want to do this one of this um uh, times they have these uh battletech um pods have you ever seen the pods Oh yeah, yeah. I've I've played in those a couple times. Oh, I really want to do that sometime. I um I didn't get first place once. I had thirteen kills, and the second highest number of kills was like ten. Nice. I, I had thirteen, and I got like last place because I had um I also had fifteen deaths. All power, baby. No armor. <laughs> power and speed. <laughs> you just like run into people, and I I think I you got to like load it out how you wanted. So it was just like a really big gun on a very small light mech. Yeah, so just basically, like, like you shot them and killed, and then you're just standing there waiting to recharge. Yeah, just it was like super fast, but um, no, BattleTech's nice because it has a ton of depth, and you can include as much depth as you want to the game. Yeah. So you've got heat sinks, you've got like shots going to different areas. So you got your your armor for your mech, and then your armor for your pilot, and you can like push people and kick people and. Um, just there's there's um i've gone to origins if you ever at origins or a con where catalyst right. is there they have a um in columbus yeah yeah um the catalyst games has a, a, a they had it at adepticon too um yep. which is in um chicago chicago yep um but yeah they have this like table for like eight people and you get like a beginner mech and then mm -hmm. you sit down and somebody teaches you the game from the basics and then you play through and you have like you you track it and then when your mech blows up or you have certain things you upgrade to bigger and better mechs um don't do that for the first time on the last day it's a little because um, <laughs> everybody everybody's playing it's got like really good mech. it's still fun and you still learn the game right. you know and then they come by and they give you sometimes or at least they did for us um they just gave us a mech like one of the the plastic Nice. Which, cool. I, which I have been painting yeah. well in a very complicated paint scheme that I gave up on. <laughs> I, I, I need to go back and work on my clan Wolverine ones. Um, but Do what you love. And I love not finishing paint jobs. I mean, that's the story of every miniature painter ever, right? Yeah. Is, is that we, we start lots of things and we will finish them someday, right? Yeah, I got I got hobbies. You know, I could retire today, <laughs> right? I'm just I got I got stuff to do. <laughs> uh, on that note, um, <laughs> I picked up uh, another roll and write this week, and you you've never played a roll and write. Um, which, I, mean, I think I have, but I I haven't. What What do you think you have played in? Um, 
I was at some con and I think I played a roll and write that was um, like suburban, suburban builder or something. I don't know, but I think uh, I sat down to play with like a room of 200 people. Okay. All right. um, and it, it, I don't know. Was it welcome to? You can play welcome to with a ton of people. And okay. Like probably. Really were they flipping cards and then you fill out your little neighborhood? Yeah, with like pools and stuff or something. Yeah, yep, yep, yep. There's welcome to. That's one of my favorites. Uh, yeah, I, fun. I was just going to mention it tonight, but yeah. Uh, but, I mean, what did you think of it? Um, I, I had a lot of fun. It was a really great experience. I think it was like uh, some kind of record for the most number of people to play a role, right? The designers ran it. Um, nice. I should remember what convention it was at. Uh, I don't know. D- Deep water before all COVID stuff. They they were really good. In fact, they they um, uh, for those that are on Facebook and so for the, they do have a really good community on Facebook. They do a lot of live playthroughs and stuff like that. Still, um, they they were planning on coming <laughs> to the stores I worked at and doing uh, some demo nights. They they do a lot of demo nights all over the Midwest uh, regularly, and then they do all the cons and stuff too. Um, the, really good team. Um, so I, yeah, I'm, I'm sure because. They're they're pretty cool people. Um, I think fact, I said everything was two years ago, but I don't really have a concept of time anymore. I know time, right? It, it's this thing that's fluid and doesn't really matter. Well, so I was excited because Welcome to, like I said, is one of my favorite rolling rights. Uh, I finally picked this one up. This is called uh, Floor Plan, and Floor Plan, you're rolling instead of flipping cards, you're rolling, and you're building your little house, and you have a piece of paper where it looks kind of like a blueprint paper, architect's paper. And it shows you how you can, uh, what, what types of things you can use for your dice. It has nice blue dice that match. And then uh, each game you have a uh, builder and a uh, person for layout and a person for, oh, that's layout too, and a person for uh, design of the house. And all the cards are different. There's plenty of different cards. You know, for a little $20 game, tons of cards. And for each one of those, you're going to score different rooms and different ways that the rooms interact with one another. And um, that's why I like rolling rights uh, or flipping rights or so forth, because I, I think that they have that nice distilled Euro thing that you are making a decision on your own and trying to fulfill objectives. And as you fulfill those objectives that you're um, usually building some kind of little engine within it. But then do, do they have any art on the inside of the box? This one does not have any on the inside of the box. So, so they, they, they are not as thoughtful as <laughs> the cat, uh, Catalyst guys. But, no one's even going to keep the Catalyst. I mean, people are going to keep the Catalyst box, and I'm not judging you. <laughs> I know, but it's funny. Yeah, like, this, one, this, one, this box will be a lot, around a lot longer than the, the Catalyst box. Yeah. But, you know, they'll, but printing on the inside of those boxes is it's probably funny. a bigger pain in the toot tush yeah um but i mean mean, for you know it is amazing the games 15 10 15 years ago yeah i'd say even 10 years ago the quality and printing on the outside of boxes so you can if if you're not watching your realtor glossy yeah there's partial glossy on this so this part is like the architectural type thing going on and then you got the partial glossy here and here and then you have a different ink on the, the letter in here, too. So, like, that's nice printing for a $20 game. Like, $20 yeah. game, 
uh, 10 years ago wouldn't. Yeah. It would be like somebody with their eyes crossed in a house that looked like it was drawn by me or a five-year-old. Um, um, speaking of Roland Wrights, though, I just, side note, I am, um, yeah, yeah. I, I did find um, a whole bunch of plexiglass left over from a job that, uh-huh. I, that I saved. So whenever you're ready to do some train games. Uh, we're gonna worry about mar and the board <laughs> well, well which one do you want you know asmodee has a bunch back in stock uh is is there one that you're especially interested in like india rails or oh man i keep <laughs> what what is the name of the uh i i i okay i have to look this up while, while we're talking um fantasy train game oh yeah um, yeah um not dwarven rails but See, I'm gonna. We've had it in a previous episode, and now I already forget. Okay, it's Iron Dragon is the name of yeah. the game. I mean, I want one that's. I want an OG one, one that when we open it up, it smells like a used bookstore. <laughs> you know. So, uh, British Rails. Yeah, something. I don't know. I, I played them with um, with people like when I was like a child. I had no idea what was going on. And um, I was totally put off by the experience, but I've, I've just, you know, older people play train games and they play historical war games and they've been around games for a long time. And I think that they do it because they got it figured out. And those are probably the best games that I wouldn't know. Cause I, I haven't played them yet. I, hmm. I, <laughs> they have all that gaming experience and then what are they going to do? They're going to sit down. They're going to play a train game. They're going to, yeah. they're going to pull up their suspenders <laughs> and and they're going to play some train games and i have nothing but respect for that because yeah th- there's got to be something there there we need to play some train games put it to test you know okay the, the old guard exists for a reason sure um i will try a train game i, I will if i find a used train game at a, a good price i will pick up a used train game How about i that? will supply the plexiglass okay do you want to uh, use crayons, like old school, or do you want to go nouveau with dry erase markers? But, I mean, I have plenty of dry erase markers. I mean, maybe that's what maybe that's what rolling rights are is is just the new train crayon games. I don't know. You have glasses and a beard, are they? <laughs> For, maybe maybe that's what we're really talking about is that this is just train games. For hipsters, <laughs> is that is that what rolling rights are? <laughs> I, I need to get my suspenders out. I'm excited for this. I, and it's not to disparage uh, people who love train games. I, I just, none of, I, I'm like, hey, friends, do you want to play a train game? And they're all like, no. I mean, yeah, that's the thing. Like, I, again, I'm not disparaging anyone else and their choices in games at all. It just doesn't look interesting to me. Um, but, and that's why I'm saying, like, maybe that's what's going on. And here's the thing a lot of people are like, well, everybody just, pops out a, a a roll and write anymore they just take their version of whatever and look it's the blob you know i don't know it's scythe roll and write it's you know ticket to ride roll and write whatever although neither of those actually exists even though those are yet. pretty big companies um so that's a, yeah 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 also yet um or hey it, it's their their half thought through idea for a game so let's make it a roll and write but I don't know. I don't know how you would do floor plan that wasn't just another polyomino game. Um, yeah. And that's why I like it as a, a roll and write. 
Um, and then this one, which is the next one that I have here, which I, I think, I don't know. I, I need more plays. I've only gotten three little plays of, of this in, but I really like it so far. Um, I thought this was going to be just gimmicky, super skill, pinball, 4K. Um, so it has it has four different ones in it. There's the Dragon Slayer one. Um, these are going to be shiny, so they're not going to show up well. Dragon Slayer is one of the, the harder ones. Um, where Yeah, so D&D type theme on it. There is the uh, Boogie Knights or something like that, where it's like, you know, disco fever type one. There is the, what do they call it here? The carny ball, which is the easiest one. And uh, on each of these, you're starting at the top and you have this nice little thing that looks like a third of a pinball sliced, but it, so it's flat on one side and then shiny on the other. And it slides down to keep track of where you're at as you roll. And you uh, actually, there's enough for everybody to have two of those so that you can have you know, a multi-ball going on, just like a real pinball. And then uh, there's the cyber hacker, which is this one, which has um, cyber hacker theme. So you have different pinball machines and different levels of difficulty. So basically four different mini games. I love that it's uh, MSRP for 25 bucks and there's four mini games in there. Like, just like floor plan, like being 20 bucks and a game that I can play by myself right out of the box and get going with it. Like, so many games anymore are great games, but they're, you know, 55, 60, $70. Mm-hmm. And you and I both have talked about the fact that like, you know, I, I enjoy the two hour games, the three hour games, but how often, even before this, did we get to do those on a regular basis? Yeah. And while like this, I can take this, I can sit down, I can play it in 15 to 20, maybe 25 minutes and actually get a game done and maybe another game and do something else. While I, I may be, you know, talking with my wife about something at night, and it's relaxing, and it's generally just an, an enjoyable experience of like giving myself a puzzle. And yeah. Maybe, maybe again, this is just hipster Sudoku, um, <laughs> right? Yeah. I can, yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean because you, you are, but you are mixing up Sudoku though. You know, it's not like. Yeah. I, <laughs> I mean, again, all these are just like activities that we're doing. And writing them down, and then that difference between a game—it's so like journaling with more steps, <laughs> and, and a math, lot more steps, <laughs> <laughs> and math, and odds, and things like that, right? Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, I mean, so, so is is that what rolling rights are? Is that is that they're, they're just journaling for people who like math a little bit better? And RPGs are. <laughs> journaling for people who like writing and language arts a little bit better yeah and the shared experience yeah 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 yeah. uh so now that we've offended everybody from battletech to rpgers to hipsters to train and and war gamers i love all of these things i'm just a really bad advocate for the things that i love (laughs) (laughs) um what um what, is there a game that you do enjoy that involves writing on stuff? Um, See, I'm putting you on the spot now. Yeah, I don't. I don't well, know. you you talked about Gaslands at the beginning. Yeah, Gaslands. Oh, I was I would say I did pull this out. the The thing about Gaslands is it's a family friendly hobby train building thing. I mm-hmm. took a whole bunch of cars 
and you can't really tell because I haven't weathered them, but you can kind of see that it's smashed a little bit. Yeah. We went outside and I gave my daughter, she's probably five at the time, a, a small hammer. And then uh -huh. I, I held the car down and I just let her smash it with a hammer. It was a real good trust exercise um, with, she has goggles on and stuff. But um, right. uh, yeah, so I have like a whole bunch of smash cars. So you can, that's like something you could do with your kids if you trust them not to smash your fingers, which she didn't. And in, in, in our hobby, to, hobby time together has only gotten more um trusting you know she gets these looking nice sometimes you know yeah just, you know you gotta ask to use the knives and so really we, we've turned this episode into homeschooling tips for everybody because now we can you can do math and games you can do mm -hmm. writing and journaling mm -hmm. and you can do arts and crafts and fine motor skills color like, theory you know yeah all all these things uh you, you can Talk about the coming apocalypse uh, as you play Gaslands with your kids. Yeah, you work through that. Um, I, I think I was having a conversation with my uh, my wife about that a couple of days ago, and about how um, uh, the different genres that I like to that I enjoy, but that I want to introduce my kids to, and and the primary genre that I, I try to introduce them to is fantasy, um, mm -hmm. because it doesn't it's it 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 can have overtones of the real world, and and you know. Um, parallels but it's it's very distant from that whereas one of my personal favorite genres is post-apocalyptic but um i don't really want to introduce my kids to that one too much right yeah, for, yeah. For, i mean the road is one of my favorite movies of all time um but <laughs> i don't want my boys like like that was a hard read yeah it was a quick read it was a quick read but it was a. Uh, I mean, he, he's such a good, uh, Cormac McCarthy is such a good uh, writer. Hey, you know, we we, uh, we talked about a couple of other authors we got tired of. I haven't gotten tired of him yet, but I've only read a couple of his books. Um, do, do you like his stuff? Um, I think I've just read The Road, if I've read anything else. Okay. I might have read, like, I, I usually, like, will read, like, multiple stories by the same author, but I don't know if I actually followed up with him. Okay. Um so Soren's reading two things right now, and we'll, we'll talk about this real quick. Uh, Soren is reading uh, Frankenstein for school. He's almost through that. It's like Mary great. Shelley's? Yeah, Mary Shelley's Frankenstein, because nice. um, uh, it, it's a good one to read at that age and talk about you know uh, personal development and what it means to be an individual and, and you know all those things, because you know junior high. So um, he's reading that, and then the other thing he's reading is I, I bought this for him because I'm running out of books, and he's been getting. Uh, he is uh, a voracious, voracious, voracious. He reads a lot. He reads a yeah. lot. <laughs> voracious is it, is voracious a word? I don't know. Um, anyways, um, so the, this book is us. Age of Rebellion. Uh, it's the the core rule book. He's been reading through it. He's been getting ready to lead us on an actual like build our characters thing for this and he's even allowing us to to create our own characters that are outside uh the purview of this you know and, and just modifying it and um blaze my younger son has decided that he's going to be uh, man this is just meandering like i usually do but blaze has decided he's going to be an ewok whose parents were killed on the battle of indoor and mm -hmm. so he decides to leave indoor with some rebels after the party 
and have his revenge on the remnants of the Empire. And um, so he's wandering around the galaxy in a stolen TIE fighter, helping rebels out as he wants to, but his driving force is <laughs> taking out <laughs> these different uh, Imperial cells that are scattered throughout the galaxy. And he wears uh, a bandolier of uh, grenades and um, a vocorder um, so that he can speak in basic and people can understand him since most people can't understand Ewokis. Um, I don't know. I, I just... <laughs> Mad respect. I love this background. I, I know, right? But, like, it has absolutely nothing... This is what made me think of it when you were talking about... It has absolutely nothing to do with Blaze's life at all. Like, what? Like, where did that come from? That, you know, like, Carrie and I are still here, so Blaze's parents are still here. I mean, has he seen a Disney movie? Maybe that's what it is. I mean, what Disney movie besides Moana? Um, there were probably a lot of them. I'm like, I don't know. Every time I feel like I would turn on a Disney movie, there's just dead parents, parents that need revenge on the Imperials <laughs> by 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 a short little Ewok. I mean, maybe that's what it is. He feels like he's the Ewok and yeah. he's living out his um his need need for uh I don't I don't know. I'm not gonna try to say clean power. He's, like he's, power exactly. and and but by, by getting the bad guys right, so you can say he's, he's not getting he's not getting me his dad. It's but, not a revenge thing, but you know it's I don't know. It's a role playing game. I don't. Know. I'm trying to. Uh, I don't know. I, like I said, I'm not gonna overcyclinalize uh, my kid. We're playing a homebrew riffs game. Um, yeah. Using the Savage World rules, and I'm playing a. Um, I'll break it down because I don't know a lot about riffs. This is uh, my first time playing riffs, and. Uh-huh probably over 20 years. Um, I am playing a kill cat, which is a mutant cat, but instead of like a house cat, I'm like a mutant tiger. Um, so I'm a giant cat because a, a regular cat's a battle cat. I'm a kill cat. Um, juicer, which is somebody who has like a, an enormous cocktail of drugs in their body to give them superhuman strength. But I'm a Titan juicer which means that I have like more um, drugs in my body than normal and I'm a lot larger. So my character weighs multiple tons and is the size of a hippopotamus. Um, I'm actually bigger than the guy in mech armor. And since it's, uh, (laughs) since it's a homebrew, we're kind of doing like a ready player one type thing. Okay. Um, And he said, you could play whatever you want. So I'm playing the, giant pikachu yep, yep and i've actually green stuff some battle damage on him okay i will will paint so you know read into that freud uh <laughs> I'll, I'll let those listening or watching just decide what's going on there again i'm not gonna psychoanalyze anybody yeah um <laughs> But in, in the, this is a brand new game, and in the previous game, yeah. I played a uh, identityless um, superhero mind controller that that didn't have um, any real identity. They lost their identity when they were like young, oh. and by identity, I mean they don't even have like a constant face. Um, so why they would they? Why would they um, go about mind controlling anybody? What's going on there? Like, how do you uh, have the volition to to do that? So the, the, the background was they were um, non-binary and, um, and that they were, this is heavy stuff. It was a, it was a um, 
um, they were they were intersex raised as a boy because in an abusive household and when they hit puberty their um, exotic powers developed okay. and they um, um, immediately one night lost the their, their, their exotic powers developed and they became um, the, the concept was is that like you know how like mystique changes and yeah, you yeah. Have, have that yeah. in between mystique from x-men yeah mm-hmm. yeah this individual the wisp was their name they constantly change the way that they look unwillingly and so, unsettlingly unsettlingly yeah um so they had the ability to control the way that they look um but if they weren't actively doing it yeah. then they just kind of looked like this amorphic blob of different identities and um and their other powers were mind control okay is, is it like a uh, protection mechanism then to uh, to keep people from getting close to them in any way? Is that what the mind control is? Oh no, the mind control is just making people do what they want. Oh, okay. Just they they were they were very um, so since they were like the, the background was is they were like a runaway, and then they didn't really have like they were kind of grew up in like Nebraska or something, you know, very rural. They didn't have the skills to kind of survive, but they figured they, they learned that they could mind control people. Mm-hmm. So they went from being um, an adolescent to effectively an adult overnight. Yeah. Um, but with the ability to mind control people, they just kind of got used to always getting their own way. They weren't like nefarious. They were still a hero, um, but they didn't like um, people that reminded them of their upbringing and people misidentifying them, mm-hmm. which was interesting because they um, looked like whoever they want. And right. I usually, usually had them looking like um, different 80s pop culture icons. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, so they just... Like, androgynous pop culture icons? Like David Grace Bowie? Or, okay. Grace Jones and then um, okay. uh, was the big one because I love Grace Jones. and. Um, and then David Bowie and then like Prince and yeah. Iggy Pop. So yeah. just kind of pop punk, pop punk icons. And Interesting. So. Okay. Um, yeah. So the whole concept was, but they were, they, it, was, it was actually, that game lasted for a year and there was um, a lot of, it was more, it was a superhero game, but it was, it had a lot of exploration about morality and stuff like that. Hmm. Very, very interesting. So yeah, dig through that Freud. No, not not me. So, um, <laughs> um, rolling rights, writing games. I, I, are we leaving any major category out? I mean, we talked about RPGs and miniature uh, tabletop miniature games, and uh, one of my favorite games, games is uh, writing positive reviews about podcasts that I listen to. So maybe the listeners could try that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, yeah, no, I mean, there, there's, there's, there's tons and tons of rolling rights now. Um, we'll, we'll be playing some soon. Actually, uh, the big game. Yeah, Dragon Age. Huh? Iron Rails. Uh, Rails. Iron Dragon. Iron Dragons. I, I, I need to look for a used copy of that Iron Dragon, and then we'll, we'll be able to do that. Actually, you know what? There might be a rental copy, and um, I'm going to be seeing you soon, so maybe I'll see if I can bring the rental copy with me. Um, so... If people have suggestions for like specific rolling rights or unknown ones or whatever, I, I'd love to hear that and check that out. But I think that 
this is a weird way to end this episode, but um, is it is it over already? I, I, yeah, it's not necessarily a longer one. That's okay. Um, we're we're gonna be doing uh one more, maybe two more, and then this season's gonna be done. Um, Let's wrap it up. Yeah, we're gonna wrap We've it up. We've already mapped because, out the rest of the season, so you know, yeah. uh, spend some time getting new ideas. Yep, and then next season. So this is season one. We just got going. This is. Uh, this has been fun, but next season will be in 2021 and we'll be together in the same spot and hopefully in a new little studio spot of some kind. And we'll figure that out and we'll make it look fun and all that. And we'll be doing a lot more like gaming stuff. Hands on. Um, stuff. Yeah. 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 Um, and I am going to be having some, the, the hard stuff that I, I've been wanting to do more, uh, Facebook live stuff, but and I know you're not on that, but, um, the, the the reason I have it is for, if it's not obvious for those that don't know, I'm in the middle of moving and that takes a little bit longer and we weren't at our house for two days as we went through our showings, but that stressful part's done now. Now the next stressful part of finding a new house to move to uh, happens. So hopefully that goes. My neighbor's me. house already sold. I'm sorry. Yeah. Well, that, that's kind of how it's going everywhere right now. This is just a weird year. So uh, if you're listening or watching, I uh, hope you're, not discouraged tonight hope you're encouraged and playing something fun let us know what you're playing we want to hear about it especially if it involves writing and we didn't cover some aspect of gaming relating to writing and playing um besides scorekeeping you know tons of games have scorekeeping we're not just talking about the scorekeeping aspect right um but I mean, this building for 40k that's like a rolling right because you write oh this goodness. no, no. <laughs> I, I would like all of our episodes to be miss um incorrectly identifying genres and then applying every game to that genre. <laughs> and then apply every game to that. Did I tell you that uh, Gaslands is my favorite game? I forgot to mention that. You, you did forget to mention that. That's okay. your n- new favorite game. No, that's my uh, favorite. Always has oh, been. this is your favorite game of all time. Okay. Yeah. Just like Keyflower. I mean, you have played a lot of it. Castles of Burgundy. Those are my, that's my favorite game of all time. And Keyflower. Yeah. <laughs> Any game that I get to play is my favorite game. That, that's a good criteria. All right. Cool. See you, Ryan. Secrets. Divert. <laughs> <laughs> You've been listening to Boarding Game Games, Season 1, Episode 7. Games where we write, stuff we like. Soon we'll be airing our last episode, Episode 8 of this season, before we move into our second season where there will be lots more fun. Thanks for listening.